0: Good morning, everybody. We are back to live today. It appears that things are working, and I'm going to knock on wood. I am Glenn Geek from (laughs) Ocala, Florida.
2: I'm Jamie Jennings in Norman, Oklahoma, and you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for May 8th, episode 2177, brought to you by Horselovers.com. Good morning, Horse World.
3: Everybody up, rise and shine. It's a new
2: day. It's Wednesday, Wednesday,
0: Wednesday. Here we can go again. And away we go.
3: On today's show, in our Horse Health Report, Dr. Loving talks tetanus. Justine from Heels Down Happy Hour joins in to tell us all about virtual lessons. And Glenn and Jamie each brings us a brand new edition of Crappy List Wednesday, so you don't want to miss any of it going to be a packed show as always today, guys. And speaking of today, today is very sweet. Today is National Give Someone a Cupcake Day. So if you're looking for (laughs) someone to give one to, I'm raising
2: my hand. You're making that up. That's not a thing.
0: (laughs) I'm going to get a cupcake today. Oh, there's
3: a day for everything.
0: I am going to get a cupcake. (laughs) Endorsed by the cupcake business. Speaking of of cake, that leads us right into our daily (laughs) winnies. Good transition, huh? Nice.
4: Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy, happy birthday to you. (laughs) Well,
0: there's a guy that's very important to the operation of the Horse Radio Network that we never talk about. And his name is Neil Galarte. And Neil actually handles the editing for many of the shows, including Retired Racehorse Radio. Uh, and uh, Ralph is one of his people. He does most of our editing. And uh, he's really sick of Jamie, he said. Oh, no, he didn't say that. He didn't say that at all. Uh, <laughs> I
2: don't know these people. I'd be sick <laughs> of me, too. So uh,
0: Ralph knows nothing about horses. And I think, you know, the one he says he's most challenged by, and I told him, well, that's okay. We all are, is dressage. Um, really? Yeah, because he said, you know, I really have no idea what they're talking about. I said, well, I produce that show sometimes, and I have no idea what they're talking about either. So happy birthday neil and also happy, happy birthday, birthday to auditors avery morgan and courtney how do you say her last name again teat uh tet no you know tet what we've tet. had this before Teet. and she Teet. said it's pronounced just like it's spelled teat
2: i can't remember i'm sorry courtney i remember you scolding <laughs> was me. was courtney about that?
0: the one scolding us for scolding me on uh facebook the other day for making sure i didn't forget her birthday or was that avery i forget or was it I somebody don't... we've forgotten I don't know. If it was somebody else, we apologize that we've forgotten you. All right. Uh, Daily Winnie time for you.
2: Um, I would like to give my Daily Winnie to Maximum Security and his connections. What? Yes. Jason Service. Yeah, get. Hey, are you going to take your horse to the Preakness? No, because you guys are jerks. You disqualified my <laughs> horse from the Derby. How about the Belmont? No, because you guys are jerks. I'm not going to that race. <laughs> I'm not so going to win any money.
0: I'm not going to take my horse any place where it can win money.
2: Uh-uh, no, he's going to. He is pointing <laughs> maximum security towards the Haskell. So he now has landed at Monmouth Park. And um the CEO and chairman of Monmouth Park are super super excited and they're like doing <laughs> yes. press conferences about <laughs> maximum security being there they're like jason's our home guy he's here at monmouth maximum security shipped in he's one of the best horses in america and he wants to run in the haskell so anyway uh yeah and, and our so stewards have been told
0: to... no matter what he does it's okay <laughs> i don't care if he knocks 12 horses over on the way to the finish line i know <laughs> it's I know.
2: Exactly. We don't care. Now, on the flip side of that, sad news for Country House, the winner of the Kentucky Derby, because he is sick. He got a I caught a cold apparently. So, but well, you out in the rain. He yeah, exactly. He a cold. Your mama told you when you were growing up, <laughs> don't right. go out in the rain, otherwise you're going to get sick, that's and right. that's what happened with Country House. Plus, he breathed in probably a lot of mud coming from Maximum <laughs> Securities hooves so country (laughs) house trainer bill mott told the daily racing forum that the horse developed a cough on tuesday morning he said his appetite is good he doesn't have a fever but he's coughing we've drawn blood he's acting like he's gonna get sick he's off the training list and if he's off the training list
0: he's off the preakness list so so you know who's most pissed about all of this nbc Uh, because nobody's watching the preakness or the belmont
2: Nope, don't care. <laughs> That's right. Screw you guys, I'm going home.
0: NBC <laughs> is like, we paid $100 million for the rights to this.
2: Uh-huh. And we got
0: nothing this year.
2: Do you know that the last Derby winner to skip the Preakness was in 1996? Because Grindstone got hurt here oh, his knee? Oh, that seems
0: like a long time ago. I Wow.
2: It's funny, you think about ninety six, you're like, hmm, that
0: wasn't that long ago.
2: But that was a long that's time. It's twenty
0: ago. what, twenty three years?
2: Yeah, that's a long time. Yeah. That's,
0: that's... I thought there's been some since then have skipped.
2: Nope. that's the last one to skip was grindstone and i remember when grindstone won and i was so mad because i did not want him to win um yeah so (laughs) anyway there's your racing news screw you guys i'm going to monmouth
0: (laughs) (laughs) i hate all of you isn't he didn't he say he's gonna sue now too
2: um yeah i don't know they they're they're all sorts of M- mad. So, by
0: the way, this morning I was looking at the Google alerts. We get Google alerts for anything horse related in the world. The only thing horse related in the world, apparently, was ten thousand articles on the Kentucky Derby. That's all that was in my newsfeed. That was it. Mm-hmm. That's all you're getting. Oh, That's and then there was the horse. There was the article about the NYPD horse that reared up and th- and threw the cop during a funeral procession and, and I, oh, I Did that. you see the video? So there were six of them in a line during a funeral procession going down the street. And the mm. last one, that horse was just acting up. And he just reared straight up and dropped the rider right on his back on the road. rider managed to keep a hold of the reins, but that horse wasn't having it. He was rearing and carrying on. I don't know what happened with that. But what, the reason I'm bringing this up is what kind of crap do you think he gets when they go back to the stable by the other cops? Do you think he gets a nickname for that? Do you think they have like they have a betting pool and who gets dumped next
2: I don't know I wouldn't do anything like that if somebody had guns
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah but God. they all have guns so it's, <laughs> I just wondered if they have this thing okay you fell off you you know you have to buy beers tonight Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah but it was I mean that horse went straight up and you don't see police horses do that too often Mm-mm. no wow yeah he was fine everybody was fine and but he couldn't get back on he ended up walking the horse along the parade because that horse wasn't having any parts of it no yeah
2: hey i would I would like to uh to to point something out that earlier this morning before when we were having a meeting glenn says something to me which i take one way and jemmy <laughs> takes a completely well, different way
0: i saw a picture of you and baby groot was baby groot Yes, you and Baby Groot, you jumped for the first time, right? Are we allowed to announce that? I guess we just yeah, did. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so I didn't know what was secret and not for the whole uh, retired makeover <laughs> yeah. thing. So you got to
2: let me let me stop you. Yes, if it's a secret, I will not tell you. Yeah,
0: I know. Okay? I know. That <laughs>
2: is, I have learned. <laughs> To not tell you if it's a secret, Glenn doesn't need to know because
4: <laughs> that's right. Hey,
2: hey, let me tell you something, Glenn. Nope, that's never going to happen. <laughs> Glenn, can you keep this a secret? Nope, that's never. I've learned. Nope. Good. So anyway, yes, I took Baby Groot on a field trip because we've been working on his trailering.
0: So I saw him with an arena behind him and a ring behind him, and with all kinds of fancy jumps and a fancy ring, and I went, "Wow, you did a nice job with your ring." But
2: Glenn, so Glenn says, "Wow." Before the show, that is... a. I saw uh, that I ring.
0: Jumps your ring is so really nice.
2: nice. <laughs> you didn't say that. You said your ring is so I nice. I did, yeah. It's so it's fancy. Fancy. You said fancy. It was yeah. fancy. Yeah. That's the word that threw me off. And then what did Jimmy <laughs> think? Well, you guys kept
3: talking and I'm like, wait a minute. I, I thought you were... I forgot you were talking to a horse girl. I thought you were talking about jewelry.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love because... This gives you a taste of what it's like to be around all of us in the real world, listeners, is that when he says, Wow, your ring is so fancy, most people aren't gonna think a like a circle of dirt that you're <laughs> jumping your horse in or, you know, riding your horse around in. Most people are gonna go, hmm. I wanna see that ring. Let me see. Come here, give me give me your hand. Oh so
0: that wasn't your fancy (laughs) ring, I'm assuming.
2: Uh no, it was not my fancy ring. It looked nice. Uh I did I did get the same footing because I liked it so much and it's just a certain kind of sand. Um, but the ring I went on a field trip because baby Groot needs to travel, otherwise he's going to die in a twelve hour ride to Kentucky because he cannot he is such a stress ball. So have we got him
0: to the point where he's getting in the trailer now?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So he wouldn't get in trouble. He loads. Great. No problem. But you can, cl- and, and then you can close him up and I'll sit in there and eat and he's totally fine. Crank that engine of that truck. And he is just, he just gets super upset, pawing and pawing and pawing. And, oh my God. And like just the massive anxiety. And so uh, we had Monty Roberts on the show a couple of weeks ago and he's like, just put him in and drive him a mile and then slowly do a little bit more. I've been doing that. We've probably been on nine trips back and forth, and he's still fairly upset. So then I was like, screw it. I'm going to take you somewhere and just ride you for quite some time and get you a little tired and then put you back in the trailer. So that's what we did yesterday. I put him in the trailer. He loads great. Close him up. Turn on the engine of the truck. Oh, my God. So Feather Creek Farms is 2.2 miles away. So like we're going to go to Feather Creek. We're going to go for a ride. And oh, my God, he unloads sweaty, shaking. Chad was with me. He's like, what's wrong with him? <laughs> Dude, I don't know. He just gets so freaked out. I now have him on ulcer meds, by the way. Um, so I get him because out. That is like... the problem
0: that every horse has for everything.
2: Everything, everything is ulcers, yes. but you know what? I believe it because he is a str- He really internalizes his worries, and he came from the track, so natural. I think
0: CBD oil too, because it is the cure for everything now.
2: I'm going to feed him coconut oil and turmeric and CBD oil <laughs> and all of the things. That-
0: all the oils.
2: Yeah, there's a horse health discussion page uh, for holistic medicine. Don't go there. Um. So anyway, so I get him out. It's like flying a kite on a string you know he's like it but sort of in,
0: like that new york police horse
2: <laughs> yeah exactly and you know what i realized just in the training of I, I take him up to the arena and we're trotting and we're cantering and he's just looking at everything you you think he wouldn't care my arena's next to a road where like tractor trailers drive by he doesn't care but oh my god there's a horse over there so i ended up just taking him over some poles and i'm like hey chad make that one a half X then raise it up to an X. And then we just, all all of a sudden we're jumping and he was so much better. So I think I learned a lesson. So he
0: did it fine.
2: Yeah. Pick his feet up. he was a baby about it. He would yeah. never, you know, he, we started with poles and then we started with some couple of trot poles through some standards and then we put one inside of it up. So it was like a little we went to the trot poles and then there's like a half cross rail and then we went to a full cross rail and then we had two cross rails and then we had two poles and cross rails.
0: Well, you gave anyway. his brain something to do other than think about his issues.
2: I really yeah. think that I learned something yesterday and, and it was that, I don't know what people do who don't jump things for fun. Cause <laughs> I, I, I don't know what else I would have done to calm him down, but man, it really, 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 really worked. So giving him something to do, giving him something to think about as opposed to just, I was just trying to get him soft and to relax and put him in a frame and it, it just wasn't going to happen. So educational day for me yesterday is put him to work, give him something to do. give his
0: brain something to do
2: yeah Yeah. his brain and then he grazed afterwards i held him and he grazed which would not have happened when we got there so he finally had calmed down enough i put him back in the trailer he loads just fine i get home and he's a shaking sweaty mess (laughs) like how do you have that much sweat in your body how is that possible but unloaded him Put him in the stall, gave him some food, and maybe he learned something. I don't know. I would do it again today, except for it hasn't stopped raining since I got home. And we're under a flood watch in Oklahoma.
0: Seriously. Well, at least it's not a tornado watch. So there's that. Oh, that
2: was last night.
0: That was last night. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's funny you say that because when I take Scooter out, he gets all wired. He loves going out, but he gets all wired and he really wants to, you know, just go fast. And. Jennifer said, before we go out in the road with him in the neighborhood, drive out of the driveway, let's take him in the ring and take him through obstacles, weaving back and forth, tight turns, things like that, immediately. That's the first thing he does. And boy, <laughs> has that helped, because it's the same thing. It gives his brain something to do, yeah. uh, immediately. So he's not focused on, I want to go. He's focused on, okay, I got to do this brain stuff first. And it has yeah. helped tremendously. Cool. It really Good has.
2: Yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, he just you can see I posted the videos and I'll po- post them on the um, I'll find some page that y'all can look at to post them all horses in the morning page. The problem with posting these things on horses in the morning pages, my stirrups were really long cause I didn't plan on jumping and I kind of like wasn't super secure in the saddle cause I haven't jumped in, I don't know a year and I'm just afraid people are going <laughs> to rip me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and they will.
2: Like, like, hey, fat ass, quit <laughs> jumping that horse. Jeez, you're falling all over the place. You're a mess. So, anyway, that's but why, just why we to... have an auditor room. <laughs> yeah, that's why you guys should be auditors because we don't rip each other in there. Um, but anyway, it was really, really interesting. Now, I want to switch the topic from horses to dogs. Oh, because I we needed to lighten in include... the show
0: up today after Monday's show.
2: <laughs> I know. I know. I, I don't think Monday was that bad. Uh, kinda. Um, so I wanted to. I found an article, and it is from USA Today, and it is the most famous dogs of all time. Most famous dogs of all time, and I know that. Uh, what I just really wanted to see if you knew any of these dogs, and Jemmy probably knows more than you about these boy. dogs. <laughs> But also, just there's some really, really cool dogs that I didn't know about. And I just thought it was kind of worth mentioning. So we'll start with the first one. Tell me what you know about Balto, Glenn.
0: Wait, it sounds familiar. Um, Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Jemmy? Oh, we lost Jemmy. Oh, you yeah, know, we have lost Jemmy. Oh, geez. <laughs> Actually, Jemmy
2: is completely gone. Okay, well, while you get getting her back, I will tell you about Balto. Um, The year was 1925, and diphtheria epidemic raged in Nome, Alaska, and there was a life-saving serum that was available in Anchorage, but there was no way to get it from Anchorage to Nome. Mmm, dog sleds. So people were... They they basically put all this life saving serum on a dog sled and they drove it up to a a lot of people. But like one hundred and fifty animals, dogs drove, like pulled these uh, sleds all the way up to Nome. But the Siberian Husky Balto led the first team to arrive in Nome. And that is what they made a movie out of him. And apparently there's a monument in Central Park for Balto. And uh, he is honored every year with the Iditarod. <laughs> which is on the same trails so th- that's why they have the Iditarod see isn't that interesting that
0: is interesting yes
2: um this is also. D- there's a dog named Barry. Barry Barry B-A-R-R-Y and for hundreds of years there were dogs that were raised at the great St. Bernard Hospice in Switzerland by monks and Countless travelers making their way from St. Bernard's Pass into the Western Alps, which why would you do that? That's a terrible idea. Um, we're like dying. And so the St. Bernard's would go out and save the lives. And Barry did more than sh- he saved 40 lives between 1800 and 1812. What did he carry this- him back? <laughs> They're St. Bernards. I always thought that they had those little barrels of whiskey in their ne- you know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Maybe that's what saved them.
2: <laughs> but I, I don't. it doesn't say what they did because it's just a little blurb. But between hey, 1670 <laughs> and 1897, the dogs, which then came to be known as St. Bernards, were credited with saving more than 2,000 people.
0: I had heard about that. There's a book about that. I don't remember what it's called. But there is a book about that, about that the monks and the St. Bernards. But I don't remember what they did to save the people.
2: So they go on about these dogs that save people. And then the next one on the list is Beethoven. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the TV dog or the movie dog? The, the
2: movie dog. <laughs> and then the next one after that is Bolt.
0: Okay. Who here has seen... Jamie, have you seen Beethoven? The movie? Is she back? No, I have not. Oh, okay. I haven't either. Have yeah. you seen it, yet, Jamie? No, no, I don't.
2: No. I, that, I That's like a movie that... I don't know. I was too old when it came out. I guess um, it came out in 1992, and it's on several lists of all-time best dog movies. Really? Uh, the, yeah. <laughs> we were apparently missing the boat, you guys. <laughs> uh, another oh, one. Was run Bolt,
0: out and watch it tonight on Netflix. <clears throat>
2: which Bolt is a popular movie in our household? It's the one where John Travolta is the little white dog. Oh yeah, Jordan loves
3: that movie. It's so good.
2: Yeah. yeah. Is really cute. Um, There's a dog named Buddy who was the first ever seeing eye dog. And he had apparently, he was the first ever seeing eye dog. And he did a seeing eye guide dog demonstration in front of a bunch of press in Manhattan in 1928, okay, in 1929. And so basically they're like, this dog will help you cross the street. And he guides this guy, Frank across this busy Manhattan intersection. And then they founded the first ever seeing eye guide dog school in 1929. And it's celebrating its 90th anniversary in in this, this past January. They have now, because of this dog and this demonstration in front of the press, 17,000 people who are visually impaired, have received dogs and do you know in 1930 guess what the price was for a guide dog in 1930 $20 Jemmy <laughs> Oh gosh 1930 525 <laughs> it was somewhere in the middle $150 <laughs> it was $150 for a guide dog um that's you expensive were a veteran, back then,
0: actually. That was... If
2: you were a veteran, it was just $1. Now, oh. how much do you think it is for a guide dog at the same place today?
0: 2500
2: Jimmy? Yeah, that'd be about my uh, expected going rate. $150. <laughs> they have not oh, changed what? the price wow. since 1930. Isn't that cool? Huh.
0: I would have That's expected a- it to be $2,500.
2: Yeah, exactly. Um, now there's some like president's dogs, Roosevelt's dog, uh, Checkers was the dog for Nixon. And uh, they, they, uh, did you say, know that Checkers, they're saying that Checkers was such an instant celebrity that it was him who saved Nixon's political career? <laughs> No, I don't think checkers. his, his political
0: career was not saved. I mean, there's uh, the other uh, thing. That's what I said. I'm like, <laughs> like... like apparently, it prolonged
2: <laughs> it a little bit, like, bought him a little time.
0: Gave him an extra month or two before he had to resign. <laughs> exactly.
2: Um, t- there was a dog named Cairo. Are, are, is this boring you guys, or is this interesting? No, this is interesting. There was a dog named Cairo who was Time Magazine's Animal of the Year in 2011. This wasn't in the movie. He was part of SEAL Team Six, which took down Osama bin Laden. His role was sniffing out explosives and finding the hidden room that Osama bin Laden was in.
0: Did you see the movie? Yes. Wow. We, they
2: didn't have. He the wasn't in the
0: movie, that.
2: huh? Huh. Yeah. It's an amazing movie. But anyway, even President Obama got a chance to meet him and pet him. So like when they got back, President Obama was like, I want to meet the dog.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Heck with you guys.
2: Heck with you guys. (laughs) I I want to see that dog. Um, There's so many. Where did he end up?
0: Please tell me he ended up with one of the soldiers or something.
2: Let's see if they mention it. Let's see. No, but he is a Belgian Malinois, which I know are amazing at those things and terrible house pets. Um, so another dog. It doesn't say where he ended up. Sorry, I'm okay. sure he's still still working. Uh, Leica. Do you know who Leica or Leica is? No, no. In 1957. With the Soviet launch of Sputnik 2, a oh, mixed-breed stray from the streets the of Moscow that up.
0: Yep. became
2: the first animal to orbit the Earth. He was dubbed Mutnik by the press.
0: That's, that's the name I knew. Uh, yeah, I just saw a TV show on it the other day. <laughs> I didn't know he it had was, another name.
2: <laughs> it was a little—it was a girl. It was a filly, and um, Laika, or Mutnik— did not survive the mission. No, that at all. was the thing
0: about it. The dog died. <laughs> so, it didn't terrible. look good for human flight at that point. <laughs> no. It really didn't.
2: Um, yeah, don't the don't monkey do
0: lived. They went with the monkey next, didn't they? I think the monkey was second. Dog was first, monkey was second. The monkey lived. So uh, that's good. <clears throat> Lucky monkey.
2: Hey, um, yeah, the monkey put up a fight and said, No, him first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> On there. Oh Crazy, hey, Jimmy, have you let your child watch Old Yeller yet? Um, no, 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 no. I'm <laughs>
3: going to test you. Jordan's one of the most sensitive. Yes, easily crying. Oh my like, god! He he's so he's such an. I think he might be an empath. Like there's <laughs> no way I can sit that child in front of old, old Yeller and not immediately follow it with an appointment to a therapist. <laughs> yeah, no way. Well,
2: that's okay. I I I needed therapy after it too. So Old Yeller is on this list. Old Yeller, the star of the movie, was a stray. That the trainer found. So he went from homeless to Hollywood, it says. And uh, he actually was in a lot of other movies after that. And uh, none that I've ever heard of. Because this was a really old movie. Um, Let's see. Lassie, obviously. God, I loved that show. Like the black and white. I come home and watch it on Nickelodeon. That's when Nickelodeon played kind of better stuff. I remember it
0: too. (laughs) It's so good.
2: So it started out as a book, and it was an ever-popular saga of a faithful collie that came from a short story that appeared in the Saturday Evening Post. And then somebody wrote about Lassie Come Home, the 1940 novel. And in 1943, they hired a dog, a rough collie named Pal, and they made a movie called Lassie Come Home. Yeah, the,
0: the movie was first, right?
2: Yeah, and apparently, (laughs) Elizabeth Taylor was his co-host. That's right. He made twice as much as she did.
0: (laughs) That's the way Hollywood was back then.
2: It's still like that. You know Even what? Even she knew okay. that. I don't think she knew that. <laughs> that dog made more than Elizabeth Taylor. That is ridiculous. You know what? She wow. won in the end. So it's all. she's fine. She It worked out for her. Well, she, she had to do okay. eight
0: marriages to get it to work out. But, you know, it worked out eventually.
2: Yeah. yeah. She, I'm sure she was fine. <laughs> um, uh, Queen Elizabeth's Corgis is on this list as some of the most famous dogs of all time. Yeah, well, that's Rins- probably true.
0: They've probably been photographed more than any other yeah. dog.
2: Yep. Yeah. That's true. Uh, Rin Tin Tin, Scooby-Doo.
0: Did you guys ever watch Flipper, by the way? Oh, yeah. Did you? See, there was never that didn't have a sad ending. Flipper always ended up with a happy
2: ending.
0: No, I'm sorry I brought it up. (laughs) 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 I didn't Uh, know she'd know the song. I didn't even think she'd know what the show was.
2: Of course, I knew what Flipper was. I, I always wanted a dolphin as a friend after that.
0: <laughs> there I mean, was Flipper and then the other one that was in the water. What was the other one? Old TV show. I mean, really old. It was Flipper oh, and yeah. God, I'll think of it. Well,
2: there was the one where the. It was about the whale, but But we're on dogs here. (laughs) Sergeant Gander, Sergeant Gander was a grenade sniffer during World War II. And during the battle of Hong Kong, there was a group of soldiers that were wounded and were laying there. And somebody tossed a grenade at the group of wounded soldiers and Sergeant Gander grabbed the grenade and ran towards enemy lines, and the grenade blew up, and he died. But there wow. is—he is a superhero, huh. and he was awarded the P. In Newfoundland, Had they have a monument honoring Gander, who got the PDSA Dickin Medal, which is the highest award any animal can receive, and is the animal equivalent to the Victorian Cross. Oh,
0: the... Well, you know, you brought us a list today that wasn't even crappy. We're gonna have to I... rename the segment.
2: I love this list. I wanted to there's Strongheart and Toto and the dog of the Jack Russell who was in the movie The Artist. He's on there. I've there so many really awesome dogs. My list is Snoop and there's Snoopy. There you go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. right. Let's. Uh, let, while Jemmy uh, is getting our health segment guest on, we are going to talk a little bit about Horselovers.com. But before we get to that, I wanted to mention another retailer. I wanted to do this earlier and forgot. I wanted to give our best to John Nunn. I don't know if you saw the announcement. Um, John uh, was a sponsor of ours over on the eventing show since the beginning of the eventing show like nine years ago with Bit of and tack Britain. Tack of
2: the Day has been a sponsor That's our of ours here.
0: Yeah. Um, so uh, word came out that he has sold Bit of Britain and Tack of the Day. I, he had told me a couple of years ago he was wanting to retire as much as he could uh, and he was looking for a buyer and he did. He got it. So I want to congratulate him for finding a buyer for Tack of the Day and for... Uh, Bit of Britain, and they're both being transferred over to the new owners. <clears throat> I can't say much about the new owners yet, but I can let you more, know more about that later. And then also, um, you know, I just want to, he is keeping Nunfiner, So Nunfiner, the you know, the wholesale company, he will keep that and keep ma- manufacturing products for the eventing world. And, of course, he That's has...
2: because he events, yeah. and he wanted some cool stuff. And, ta-
0: and Bitter Britain was always known as the eventing store. I mean, it always yeah. has been. It's been the number one eventing store. So good for him, and I'm happy for him, and it's going to take a lot of the pressure off that he's had for... For for 25 years. But let's get to our current sponsor, which is horselovers.com. Right now, and this goes along with something we have to talk about anyway. They're having a Kelly Herd jewelry sale, which is ironic because we're doing something with Kelly Herd, too, that we'll talk about a little bit later in the show. But they're having a Kelly Herd jewelry sale with up to 30 40% uh, off on Kelly Herd jewelry. And with Mother's Day coming up this weekend, it's something that you probably ought to take a look at. And they have eight pages, so there's like 100 different items here that are on sale right now now with Kelly Hurd Jewelry. And obviously, if you want to get it in for Mother's Day, you're going to want to get the order in today and and do some kind of special delivery to make sure that you get it in for Mother's Day. But they have everything from rings to necklaces to earrings, all different kinds of stuff. And of course, it's all horse related because that's what Kelly Hurd Jewelry does. And most of it is in sterling silver, too.
2: There is a foolproof way to make sure that your mother gets the gift from horse lovers on time. And that is this fun little button over here on the right that says gift card. <laughs> <laughs> you can just get a gift card. I'm sorry. I was so late. I couldn't get everything shipped in. So I'm gonna let you pick it out, mom.
0: Are you good at Chat- buying Mother's Day? Have you ever been good at buying the Mother's Day gifts uh, sooner than the day before? See,
2: here's the deal. I'm a mom now and Chad is in the next room. So if you notice, I said that really loud. I know. I I think for Mother's Day, gift cards to horse lovers are great ideas.
0: <laughs> or you can go buy something right now at <laughs> horselovers.com <laughs> and solve the problem for yourself. Mm-hmm. They, yeah, they, Obviously, Kelly Hurd is the sale today, but they have sales every different day. I mean, all the time. And they, their regular pr- priced items are normally terrific prices anyway so you probably can't beat them anyway they also have 200 markdowns right now going on with up to 50 off on different items across the board all different kinds of stuff so you definitely want to stop over there at horselovers.com and we're going to talk a little bit more about a giveaway we're doing with kelly herd jewelry in a few minutes so you want to stay tuned for that as well but first we have this um. It's time for the
2: Horses in the Morning Horse Health Report, when our intrepid hosts, together with an unlucky member of the equine veterinary trade, attempt to inform, enlighten, or terrify horse owners everywhere into funding a Kickstarter campaign to mass-produce Kevlar-coated, bubble-wrap lined equine products. I'm really excited to have Dr. Loving on. Dr. Loving is uh, the owns the Loving Equine Clinic in Boulder, Colorado, but is also a very accomplished author. So we say good morning to Dr. Loving. Hello. Good morning. Thank you so much for joining us. It's uh, it's always nice to have you on. Uh, tell as I, I mentioned the book. Uh, you you have a, a lot of them. One is All Horse Systems Go Go the Distance for endurance horse owners we have a lot of endurance riders confirmation and performance and first aid for horse and rider which is probably also something those y'all endurance crazy people should read um tell us about all horse systems go though it's kind of like a giant textbook right
4: well it is i don't like to think of it as a textbook as much as just a, a resource that people can dive into and i just had a, a Old friend emailed me from California, and her horse was choking, and she said they didn't know what to do, so they opened up the book and tried what I suggested, and lo and behold, it worked so
2: oh my goodness, I
4: hope that it, that book solves a lot of problems for a lot of people
2: yeah, so it's, it's really uh really an interesting book, so
4: check it out it 's called All Horse Systems
2: Go now what we 're going to talk to you today about is tetanus tetanus now it's right. something that is in every you know vaccine when we when you do your spring and fall shots and tell us what tetanus is what are we vaccinating for
4: tetanus is a very serious disease that comes from spores that are created by the clostridium tetany bacterium and they live these spores live in soil and horse manure And unfortunately, horses are one of the most sensitive species to developing tetanus, and it happens by these spores entering into a wound, and that wound seals over enough to block out oxygen. And so when that happens, the spores proliferate, and then they do terrible things. They um, bind to the neurologic tissue and stop the inhibition of what are normal signals of excitation of of the muscles and tissues. And so what happens then is the horse develops an intense and persistent contraction of the muscles. And this toxin is bound, and once it's bound, it can't be unbound. It has to wear off. And so it's a very difficult disease to treat, and mortality ranges from 50 to 80%. But the good news is that the vaccine is incredibly effective, and it should be given yearly with your... Uh, regular core vaccines such as um, encephalitis and and rabies and West Nile virus.
2: Okay, so I give my horse a vaccine for tetanus. We're going to get really basic here. How does a vaccine actually prevent this horrible thing from happening?
4: Uh, vaccines work very simply. There are many different ways um, that they're prepared, but the the main gist is that the horse sees these foreign proteins, which are called antigens. And in this case, let's talk about tetanus. So you put this antigen into the horse through an intramuscular shot, and the body recognizes it, it as a foreign protein, and so the immune system of the horse will develop uh, protection specific antibodies against that organism, whether it's a bacteria, a virus, whatever you're vaccinating for. And then if the horse is exposed to that, it already has immunity developed because there's a memory in in the immune system that says, oh, I've seen that before. I'm going to wipe that out. And so it sends all the specialized immune cells to that area of injury in this case and stops the um, infection from developing. So if if immunology one hundred and one yeah no it's interesting
2: and 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 so the antigen is is the the actual virus that's killed or what is the antigen that you're like for tetanus in
4: this in this case the antigen is actually the tetanus bacterium Um, uh, it's a killed product so that it just um, it stimulates protection against that particular protein and then the horse's immune system rallies and it sends in the white blood cells, of which there are many kinds, to clean up and neutralize the um, the bacteria in this case.
2: Oh, yeah. Science is case amazing. Case, <laughs>
4: yes, it is. And, uh, you know, with the measles outbreak going on, we all recognize that a vaccine against measles and mumps and rubella is incredibly effective to stop outbreaks. Mm-hmm. In this case, tetanus should be given every year to a horse and if a horse is wounded after about six months since the last vaccine, it's recommended to booster that particular tetanus shot.
2: Okay, question. You said that the immune system inside the horse says, oh, I've seen this before. I know how to go fix it. And so the body it treats, it goes in, and attacks it and goes and fixes it. Why then do I have to vaccinate again, for the same thing later on in, li- like,
0: the next year? That's a good question.
4: Yeah, that's a really, really good question. And, and you know, you've seen changes in the protocols for small animals. Uh, it used to be they get vaccine every year, and now it's every three years for certain things. But in horses, um, because it, they live in this environment that's rampant with these um, tetanus bacteria, are exposed all the time as are we as horse owners we should be getting tetanus shots and people we only get them every ten years but with horses the studies have only been done through a six-month period so we don't know exactly when the protection will wear off the same can be said of West Nile virus and encephalitis viruses we know that they only protect for four to five months maybe six months and so they need to be boosted twice a year in areas that have mosquitoes year-round the same goes with tetanus it's just a good protection and there are no downsides in over 34 years of practice. I've never seen a bad reaction to tetanus vaccine.
2: You better knock on a wood, woman. You can't say things like that out loud.
4: <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that this one's pretty well tried and true. The <laughs> These are pretty They're very safe. Now, tetanus antitoxin is a different story. It has been shown to cause liver problems. And so the idea is that we get the tetanus toxoid vaccine in the horse, And then you don't need to use the antitoxin, which has its own set of risks. So uh, yearly preventative care at the very minimum is important to protect against tetanus. Okay. So I saw saw one. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I have only seen one case of tetanus in all my practice years. And that was back in uh, 1987 when I was just a couple years out of vet school and It was unbelievable because all this horse had was a tiny speck of a wound on the heel bulb, and um, he died. There was nothing you could do for him. Mm. By the time the owner notified us, uh, there was just not enough time to try to help the horse. But he showed all the classic signs, the sawhorse stand, the prolapsed third eyelid, the teeth um, showing because the lips are pulled back in kind of a a rictus type of a, a muscle contraction and his tail is elevated, and he—they call it lockjaw because they have difficulty opening their jaws, and it's an absolutely miserable way to die. So I encourage everybody to do the preventative thing: have your vet vaccinate yearly for against tetanus and all the other core vaccines.
0: Now i i won't complain when they have me get a tetanus shot uh, when I when I constantly am cutting myself. I'll be like, okay, yep, yeah, that's fine. Yep, yeah, don't want to die that way. <laughs>
4: That's right. That is exactly right. It is so preventable. Just like rabies is preventable and so many diseases are preventable in our horses. And if you've ever seen one die of one of the core vaccine um, protective entities like encephalitis, tetanus, rabies, or West Nile virus, you will never forgo the vaccines.
2: God, my vet was just out like two days ago. And now I got to have her back out because now you're freaking me out.
4: <laughs> That's what no, we, this segment to, is. No, I don't want to freak. I don't want to freak you out. I want to say this is so easy and it's not expensive yeah. and you just go ahead and immunize and boom, the horse is protected. The good news is tetanus is not um, transmissible from horse to human or horse to small animal or anything like that. So it is simply um, related to the spores getting into the wound. That can also be a surgical wound, you know, if, if the horse has had surgery enough, like a castration, for example. Mm-hmm. Horse must be um, up to date on its tetanus vaccine before you castrate.
2: Interesting. So, yeah. There are lots of ways to yeah. Uh, so if my horse, like, if my, say I get this horse, now I vaccinate, but I know people that are like, I don't, I, I've bought horses in the past that have literally zero vaccination history or record. And say I get one of those horses and they get a little cut, and I start to suspect that my horse may have it. Is, can you tra- is it treatable at all, or is it like insta-death?
4: The tetanus? Well, as I said, 50 to 80% will die. Um, if a horse goes down on the ground becomes what we call recumbent, um, about 80% of those will die. Um, so that's a really good point, and I want to urge people, if you have a horse with no vaccination history that you have just bought or been given – just go ahead and start a primary series of vaccines. It, it, there's no downside to the horse, not very much of a downside to your pocketbook. And so what happens is we give one injection, and then depending on the vaccine, there are different protocols, but somewhere between three to six weeks later, you give a booster. And then that goes yearly. Um, that's given yearly. So they have to have that first two or three in a series, depending on the what you're protecting against. And because that's teaches the immune system to respond and what they get is called an amnestic response where they have a memory chip, <laughs> let's say, in their liver and their immune tissues that is able to then respond appropriately if they're exposed to something. So if you would get a horse that you have no history, just go ahead and have your vet start the very beginning series of vaccines. It's easy. Interesting. So, uh, And then you ask me, will they die? Y- yeah. yeah? More than likely. Um, it's very difficult to treat, but if you catch it early, there are things that can be done until the toxin wears off.
2: Wow. My, like, just vaccinate people. Just vaccinate your children. Vaccinate your horses. Yes. Just, yes. <laughs> it's a real thing. Well, yes. Dr. Loving, where can people get a hold of you if they want to learn more?
4: Uh, well, they can access my book, uh, All Horse Systems Go, is on um Barnes and Nobles, and it's published by Trafalgar Square Books. You can go online and order from them directly. Um, you can get it from Amazon. It is now an e-book, so you don't have to cart around this big, heavy tome. You can access it on your iPad or phone or computer at any time. So uh, I welcome everybody to look into it and and have some good reading material before you go to bed. <laughs>
2: Sounds good. And then your email is nsloving at gmail.com. If people have some further questions and it's the Loving Equine Clinic in Boulder, Colorado. Thank you so much, Dr. Loving for coming on. I am going to text my veterinarian right now and set an appointment.
4: (laughs) I need pets. I'm really glad.
2: (laughs) Uh, Thanks, Dr. Loving. Talk to you soon.
4: Okay. You all have a good, good riding season. Thank you. Thanks. You You too. Bye-bye.
2: Bye.
0: I had a tetanus shot when I cut my hand. Uh, when I did the watermelon thing,
4: when you were cutting,
2: you cut yes. your finger off cutting a watermelon. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and uh, boy, that one hurts for a while. That one hurts for a couple of days in your arm. It really shot. does. Yeah, I,
2: I, the last one I had, I I went uh, to do animal rescue at Hurricane Katrina, and I had to get all these vaccines to go and to get kind of hands on it. Oh my God, I couldn't lift my arms for days. And they were like, yep, that's a tetanus.
0: <laughs> Thanks. Well, let's take a break for a song. And uh, how about a little Templeton Thompson, when I get that pony rode, we're going to come back and talk to Just... get that
2: pony vaccinated.
0: <laughs> that's right. Um, we're going to get him vaccinated so you can ride. Uh, yeah. And we're going to uh, talk a little bit to Justine about from Heels Down Happy Hour and find out what she wants to talk about. Uh, All coming up. We let Justine kind of run the show when she she comes on. Tells us what she's going to talk about. We really (laughs) don't have any idea.
2: We don't know.
1: Face down in the dirt. Every inch of me hurts. Guessing it wasn't such a perfect landing Yeah, I'm still alive Not sure how I survived It was a hell of a ride till it ended I guess that's what you get when you leave You don't know True consequence of a faster every up, every down, every single goal.
0: That was Templeton Thompson. When I get that pony road, you can find all of her music at TempletonThompson.com. Hey, uh, I mentioned earlier that we have a giveaway going right now, and that giveaway is with Kelly Heard Jewelry. You can, for Mother's Day, win something for your mom. We're giving away three pieces of jewelry, and all you have to do is submit a picture of you and your mom or you and your kids if you are a mom. So if it's with a horse, it's even better. We would uh, appreciate uh, if there is a horse in it. If there's not, that's fine, too, because I realize some pictures won't. Your mom wasn't involved in that, but we still want you to have the opportunity to win. You go to kellyherdjewelry.com slash offers. It's kellyherdjewelry.com slash offers, and we'll post a link to that on our Horses in the Morning page. Jemmy can take care of that. Uh, and you'll see the jewelry that we're giving away. Just post a picture, and we will pick a winner on Sunday. We'll pick three winners, actually, on Sunday for over $300 worth of Kelly Herd jewelry. Thanks to Kelly Herd. And as, as we said earlier, go to horselovers.com right now, and you'll find a sale on Kelly Herd jewelry. So check that yeah. out as well.
2: What's frustrating is I have so many pictures of Lucas with a horse or Lucas and Chad with a horse, but there's none of me and Lucas in a horse. Well, because I'm the one who takes the damn pictures. Oh, that's true. Think like, about come that. on, somebody else document. He's going to think I was never around. <laughs> My mom's just never there.
0: <laughs> She's never Where'd go? You know, we, um, I also wanted to mention a programming note here that we were having problems over the weekend with our Horse Radio Network website, which means those of you that listen to the Horse Radio Network all shows feed, and by the way, there is one of those. If you subscribe to many of the shows and do it separately, you can get all the shows in one feed. It's the Horse Radio network all shows feed you can search for that on any of your podcast players but the shows weren't showing up there because we broke the or the website broke we didn't break it i don't know what happened you broke it. uh but jemmy and her her helpful friends uh, got it fixed finally yesterday and we were able to get back up and running knock on wood things are are working again it seemed like over the weekend things just broke mysteriously by themselves i don't know what happened but uh, our live feed broke the website broke just everything broke uh, so, hopefully we're back in business now, and that you should have seen all the shows that were missed in the All Shows feed, and I know thousands of you have that. So, you should have seen them pop in uh, yesterday. So, you should be all caught up now in the All Shows feed. Good. All right. So, that's, uh, that's good. I don't know. Let me check and see if uh, Justine is on here, because... We can get her into the com- – Up, oh, she is not on here yet. So I have this – I wanted to see which one of these that you would do as a horse vacation. CNN put out the 15 best places for equine fans to travel in the world. And Jemmy's not going to be so much into the horseback riding part of this, but, Jemmy, I want to know which one of these places you would go and not go just to visit. Okay? Okay. Which ones – I'm guessing a lot of them not to visit, is what my guess is. And this is is.
2: if I'm taking baby Groot, right?
0: No, this is if you're just going and riding their horses. Oh, okay. You're not going to want to bring baby Groot to most of these places.
2: Haven't I proven myself to be
3: quite adventurous, Glenn? I might say yes to all of them. We'll see. Okay, I
0: doubt it. All right, so (laughs) (laughs) the first one is Botswana. You'll fly in and you'll do a cool safari across the... Serengeti and and you know do that whole thing you'll sleep in luxurious tent co- accommodations uh and you know go on horseback to see the Tigers and lions and leopards and hippos
2: you had me at Botswana
0: yeah you're Seriously. you want to go to there don't you so uh Jemmy going to Botswana yes you're gonna ride horses
2: anything like
3: the animal kingdom <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yes, I want to see all the animals.
0: Do you know they're Are making a lion about Disney World? Yeah, yes, oh, no, really... I think that's what the she's talking about. Animal
3: Kingdom Lodge—that's the closest I've gotten to Africa.
0: <laughs> and Lion King. Uh, also yeah. They made a new oh, Lion my... King. We saw the preview for it.
2: Oh my god! It looks so good. I'm so excited.
0: <laughs> so the second one is Mongolia, and of course, we've talked about Mongolia a lot here. So you can go and you can do the riding across the steppes of Mongolia. Let's
2: let's go back to Botswana, because yes. I was like, I want to do that, and I need to see how much that costs. It's a and thousands you can and thousands get um, see African wildlife, avoid the crowds. You can hire a pro wildlife guide for 12 days. For the low, low price of eleven thousand yeah. seven hundred and ninety-five. That doesn't
0: include your flight. So, <laughs> yeah, that's just the tour guide. Yeah, yeah none of us are going to be doing that anytime soon. Uh, Mongolia for twelve days, uh, trekking across the steppes of Mongolia on Mongolian ponies, eating uh, Mongolian food, sleeping in Mongolian yurts.
2: I think it has been proven to me that that is not something I
0: need to. Go to. <laughs> I didn't think it'd be. Uh, Jemmy signing yeah, up for Mongolia, that, that eating goat, and that'd be a hard things...
3: no for me because I've heard the horror stories of people almost dying. So I know too much. I feel so no. Yeah, no. <laughs> we know too much. How about Patagonia,
0: <laughs> Chile, at the bottom of the world? They yes. make great jackets. That's all I know. <laughs> patagonia looks absolutely unbelievably beautiful by the way yeah i would
4: Uh, go there
0: yeah by the way that's going to cost you more than africa i think um and this is a place i say a hard no to just because of the instability and just i think i'm gonna get killed and that is cappadocia turkey
3: god bless you what yes
0: I know <laughs> how about uh, you can see Byzantine churches century-old monasteries and underground cities old villages carved out of soft rock as you ride through Turkey
2: all right I might
3: go
0: come in that's uh, cool if I'm
2: gonna go ride somewhere like i I actually kind of use vacations to to see animals, like local animals. The history is awesome. That's cool. I like, you know, Game I don't of know Thrones what you'd see in Turkey, actually. That... I
0: have no idea if you exactly. see Exactly. I don't, <laughs> I don't I, there's
2: know. no like indigenous animals to Turkey. Is there like, is it a Turkey an indigenous animal? To I, don't I don't know. When there's <laughs> countries that
0: are in, I don't know. I, I'm out on Turkey.
2: I'm going to Google that like, uh, right now.
0: And I know this one is a hard <laughs> yes from uh, probably all of us, and that's Ring of Kerry, Ireland. Uh, just yes. I would totally do that. Yes, and that's just riding through, through can Ireland. I,
3: instead of riding, can I just lay in a field? It sounds like the kind of place I just want to lay in a field.
0: Well, one thing they have that you would be very interested in in Ireland is a million pubs. You could just go from pub to pub to pub. <laughs> what are you You'd trying to fi- say about me? You'd be fine. You're going to be fine that's in Ireland.
2: Pretty much what I did in Ireland. <laughs> um, I would like to to take you back. Uh, Turkey has a, is a cars in Turkey is one of the most Important places in Turkey for carnivorous mammals: brown bears, wolves, lynx, and wildcats. I'm good. No, I'm not going
0: there. (laughs) You don't want to be eaten by a bear in Turkey. Like
2: that wild, wild, what wildlife's in Turkey? Carnivorous mammals (laughs) is what's there.
0: (laughs) How about Golden Circle in Iceland? Do you want to do the Iceland trip? Yes. Yeah, riding the Icelandic ponies. Everybody that's done it has absolutely loved it. We've had a bunch of our listeners do that. (laughs) Over the years, we've had him on the show. Um, Iceland, Jemmy, too cold uh, for your Floridian blood?
2: Uh, It's not that cold. If
3: if I have a significant other to snuggle up with, then maybe.
0: Okay. We have to wait till she gets married to do Iceland. (laughs) It's going to be a while. um, Wadi Rum Jordan. Again, in the news a lot for Not Good Things, I'm out. And Jordan. Just seems yeah, like it's kind of dangerous right now. I had a friend right in now.
3: college from Jordan, and it was never, never a good story when he came back. It's not Canada. like
0: Lawrence of Arabia, no. Uh, <laughs> anyway, no, I'm out on Jordan. Jamie, you in on Jordan?
2: You know, I'm gonna go with places of political unrest and war are things that I just really don't need to get myself involved in. <laughs> there you go.
0: Well, then you'll be safe in the next one because number eight on the list is Bryce Canyon, Utah. Yes, I'm and that'd on, be a hell yes. yeah, 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 I figured. Uh, and you can ride all through Bryce Canyon, Utah.
2: Nobody's going to shoot at me in Bryce Canyon, hopefully.
0: <laughs> Probably, maybe not. Um, okay, so the next one is the Tyne the Tyne Shan Mountains in Kyrgyzstan. Um, this is uh, you ride native horses of Central Asia along the Silk Road routes through the mountains.
2: Anything that, and I'm just going to be brutally honest here, and I apologize to listeners that are coming at us from these countries, but anything that ends in a stand, I'm going to see here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but you will see, this is what you can see. You can see eagles, ibex, mountain goats, petrographs, and you can sip fermented mare's milk and sleep in a yurt. You know, I
2: can see all those things in Alaska and drink beer. Wait, <laughs>
0: sipping, milk? A uh, fermented milk. Mil- mare's milk. That's a big thing over there. Oh. Uh, yeah, it apparently tastes like fermented mare's milk, They too. milk
2: horses, and then they let it turn, and I then they drink it. I Yummy.
3: I a little bit, but it's yeah.
0: all right. <laughs> all right, last one, and we'll get Justine on, and I know you're in on this one, is uh, Central Pacific Coast in Costa Rica. Yep. I'm Galloping in. on the beach, yes. doing all of yes, that.
3: yes. yes. Yes, yes, yes yeah yes, you're both in yes, yes. on that
0: yep yep <laughs> so uh that's it and you can do uh, they do a huge block party on horseback you go through plantations uh you I go would along say the beach that
2: most of that vacation should
0: be spent naked
2: <laughs> like if you're going to costa rica you should just be naked just be done with
3: right, it why
0: is that does costa rica get, why are you thinking naked in costa rica
2: I don't know. It's just the people are beautiful and you're on the beach and you're galloping horses and you're in Costa Rica and it's like jungle and beach and just
0: screams, get naked. (laughs) And on that note, let's bring in Justine from Heels Down Happy Hour. She
2: agrees with me. We'll find out.
0: Naked with a fanny pack for Justine. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. They are bringing fanny packs. Justine, are you with us? I am. We were just talking about horse trips around the world, and the last one we talked about, whether we'd go on or not, was uh, Central Pacific Coast in Costa Rica. Have you ridden in Costa Rica?
5: Not in Costa Rica, but in the Caribbean
0: before. And Jamie wants to know, were you naked? Because she thinks riding naked in Costa Rica would be a wonderful thing to do. Or the Caribbean. Or the Caribbean, Either way,
2: either place, you should be naked totally naked like birthday suit naked like i said justine i fully expect you to have a fanny pack when you're naked <laughs> okay you gotta keep the cell phone somewhere <laughs>
5: So I have ridden a horse on the beach in a bathing suit, but (laughs) but there was definitely a bathing suit involved. Well, there's chafing. I mean,
2: that makes sense. Okay. (laughs) We'll let that slide. (laughs) Anyway, I didn't mean to make this a thing. I just feel like some places you should be naked on your vacation. And apparently
0: Costa Rica is one of them. Uh, Costa Rican Tourist Bureau is going to add that to the brochure right now.
2: Yes, Yes. you're welcome. We've just got it. Wait, I just got an email from the... Board of Tourism in Costa Rica and they would like to sponsor a show.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) Have you ridden on any trips around the world, Justine, other than the Caribbean?
5: I have. I went to Iceland in September and I rode Icelandic courses there, which was super cool. That's
0: on the list. That was number five. CNN recommended Mm -hmm. a number five. uh, That was Iceland, yep.
2: It's definitely worth it. What was was Ireland? Because I did that one. Ireland was
0: number four.
2: Oh, see, I win. Ha ha! (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> iceland is that trip that everybody should do though right if they're in oh, it's
5: yeah it's beautiful you got to be it's not a relaxing trip though you got to be ready for hiking and uh terrible weather and all you know weird food that kind of thing it's not a relaxing <laughs> beach vacation but it is it is beautiful and it's a it's a culture that is all about horses the icelandic horses are a big deal there which is pretty neat
0: it's not a place though you think about riding naked is it iceland no, no,
5: not at all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so obviously, Justine is here from Heels Down Happy Hour, one of the other terrific shows in Heels Down Magazine. Uh, what are we talking about today?
5: So we have uh, the next episode of our podcast comes out on Friday, and we had a dressage trainer on the show who talked about how she's getting into virtual riding lessons and that she is uh, expanding her training business so that riders from all over the world, essentially, um, can use video and an app um, to take a riding lesson with her, which I thought was pretty interesting. This has um, been
0: tried. We've had people on, what, Jamie, for the last 10 years about this.
2: We've had mm-hmm. virtual horse shows. Yeah, and,
0: and then none virtual... of them ever really worked. So I, I wonder what the magic sauce is. Do people really want to be in front of somebody? What did you determine? That's
5: a great, that's a great point. So, and I ended up taking a virtual writing lesson with inventor Lainey Ashker because she's uh, new to this too. We wrote a story about the experience um, and, it, and I learned a lot from it. But basically what I did with Lainey was I, I sent her a video of me riding at, at, like it was a video of me at my most recent jumper show and sent it to her. And then she, critiqued it and basically uh drew all over it and and uh recorded her own voice over it um, and it was like twenty minutes worth of material and you know my ride was like four minutes long of her just uh giving me tips and Ripping uh, exactly
2: <laughs> but-
5: <laughs> But she ended the lesson with giving me a bunch of tips on what I could do at home, writing exercises exercises that would help with the certain, you know, pitfalls and things that she saw in my writing ability. So I, I did learn from it for sure. Um and would I have had the opportunity to, you know, ride in front of Laney Ashker, you know, this year, probably not. So it was kind of cool to have a you know a pro-level rider watch me and give me some advice for sure. So but,
2: a question, when you're you're submitting a video to Laney Ashker. Let's be honest. Sometimes rides go better than other rides. So do you send like the the one where you're like, okay, I look amazing in this one. Or do you send the one you're like, wow, we really screwed that one up or somewhere in the middle. Or uh, how how does does that work? That's a good point.
5: I mean, for me, I have no shame and I want to learn. So I'd rather send the, the horrible ride, right? So I have less of those horrible rides. But <laughs>
1: um,
5: I'm, you know, I'm not embarrassed for her to see like, hey, this is my riding ability. I ride this big, giant green thoroughbred and we jump two, three jumps, you know? Yeah. Um, so what I sent her was I sent her three videos uh, and they were all videos of like my jump arounds that day. So one was like a jump around and the jump off. And then one was a second class, so she got to see me, like, this is how I rode at the horse show that day. Um, so so obviously some rounds were better than others, but it was consistent on how my horse acted that day, I guess.
0: Now, Lainey Ashker's is known as a fashionista, so did you dress up extra pretty, though, in the videos? <laughs> it's
2: like George Morris of the eventing world. Right, you gotta look nice. Well, that's why
5: I I, I definitely sent a show video, because like my turnout was better than me like riding at home, right? So... <laughs> <laughs> But um, the dressage rider we talked to was Aless Jordan Gunderson, who is a Grand Prix dressage rider out of Wellington, um, and she rides for the Philippines. She was at the World Equestrian Games last year, and she went to the World Cup Final last year as well. Um, And she also works for Kent Farrington, the show jumper. So she teaches a lot of dressage techniques for show jumpers in addition to uh, just, you know, traditional dressage riders, which I thought was pretty cool. That's interesting. So, so her training is open, you know, her online training is open to anybody. So if you're a jumper, um, she talks a lot about, you know, even if you're a show jumper, you should really be riding every stride, right? The, and a jump is just essentially one stride. So she can help you with all those strides in between the jumps. Um, so you could send a jumping video to her and she could help you.
0: So what is, is, is the cost less than taking or is it the same, you know, how's the cost come out on these?
5: So it depends on the trainer. Um, and uh, since Aless is new to this, I know she's doing some uh, discounted rates to get people signed up. Um, but it's, it's for me, I felt it was about the same as taking a, a regular lesson.
0: I wonder why, you know, maybe this has caught on more than we've heard, but the ones that we've talked about in the past, as I said, have had issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I
5: think it's hard to, hard to maintain. Right. So say, Say I wanted to ride with Lainey for six months. Am I just submitting one video a month to her? Uh, you know, what? like, how do you learn from that over time? I think there's a little bit of a disconnect there,
0: yeah, that's right? True.
4: That's so it'll true. be interesting
5: Hi- to see if somebody, a savvy person like Lainey or even a less these are people with really robust social media presences, you know, like they're, they know how to do the internet stuff. So maybe, maybe they'll figure this out.
2: Okay. It's the same cost as if they were standing in front of you. To me, that would be frustrating. Well,
5: actually, I'm not sure of that. I'm just saying in my experience, like what I paid for it was about what I would pay if I trailered my horse to go take a lesson with a trainer around me.
0: Okay. Uh, I don't
5: I don't know what like Laney's lesson price cost is day to day.
0: Yeah. Let's look at it from Laney's point of view. If she's going to watch your videos and then does she call you or does she write up something? How, how's that work?
5: So she uses this app where she actually, um, sends me another video. I could send you guys a link too, cause I published it on my YouTube channel so okay. people can see and get an idea of the experience. Um, so, and I, I'm not totally sure how Aless does hers, but, um, Lainey actually sent me another video and it's, uh, her talking to me as, as I'm riding. Oh, so so she'll,
0: okay. Talking she, over your video then.
5: It, exactly yeah. and she can she'll stop you know the movement of the video and draw circles around my arms and my legs when she's trying to make a point on something and then she can make it go slow motion as she's explaining something and oh, that's then cool. yeah so the video you <laughs> just probably,
0: scared jamie to death she's like i'm out uh... <laughs>
2: Just seeing, just seeing myself. I, I mean, I can pick myself apart when I do. I'll do my own slow motion video, like oh, jumping right. Baby Groot yesterday. I was like, "Oh, my stirrups are too long. I wasn't prepared for it. I looked to flopping all over the place." But to have Lainey Ashker tell me those same <laughs> things, I don't think I could take it.
0: That's I'm funny. too sensitive.
5: Well, you know, I learned a lot. I'll share the link with you guys so you could
0: you could watch it. She should want. be charging oh, yeah. regular rates for that because she's taking the same amount of time.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, but you can't talk back. That's a great way for an instructor to teach. You can't talk that's back right. to me.
0: You don't have to put up any crap. <laughs> that's right.
2: That's right. <laughs> you don't have Good to. Point. They're not late. They don't sh- not show up. You don't, you know, you just that's great. That's a great mm-hmm. way to do it as an instructor. But as a student, I can't ask questions or talk back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm guessing Jamie does a lot. I'm just that's just a guess. I don't, I don't know. Oh my! Uh, From my experience here on the out, show,
2: can I just point out yeah. on a side note yeah. that yesterday while I was riding Baby Groot, there was a lesson going on, and the per- instructor in the lesson started telling me things to do as I'm on more outside rain, more outside. I'm like. I am galloping five meter circles right now. I don't need your help. (laughs) I don't need your comment (laughs) as I'm like trying to get this horse not to jump out of the arena and run back to the barn. I don't need your help. But you know what I did? (laughs) I go, wow, thank you. Thank you for that. That's nice. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, cool. I was so polite. Oh, God, I was
0: polite. But anyway,
2: carry on. Most uh, most
0: instructors don't want to do that because they don't want to get sucked in if they're seeing somebody that's in the ring, they just happen to be there for somebody else or whatever. They don't do it because they don't want sucked in.
2: No, this is my, ho- I, I I fully explained. I was like, hey guys, do you mind if I come in? I'm probably just going to trot circles because this horse is his first time anywhere and he's only four years old and he's barely broke, you know, like he's just barely rideable. Like, could you mind? Yeah, sure, that's fine. And so, you know, I did what I was, trying to do and finally they did leave and that's when i actually got some stuff done but then uh, as the person who is getting instruction unsolicited then you start getting self-conscious about what you're doing because you were like oh my god they're totally watching me and like judging me as i'm on this four-year-old crazy (laughs) beanbag here you know anyway so oh my gosh i feel like if you're on a,
5: a super green horse that is your excuse for a lifetime to just go well i can just look totally like crap and just try to get this job done. Cause your horse is green, you know, you got you know
2: to be effective. Yeah. It
5: doesn't matter what you look like.
2: Exactly. Yeah. He doesn't know what an outside rain is. I exactly. can't just cram his face into a frame. I didn't no. understand that. But I was just like, okay, thanks. Were you She's at like, your own
5: barn or were you? No, you trailer I took somewhere.
2: I trailered somewhere, which is why I mean, he's great at my house, but you know, it was his first, first time being ridden out in the open there at a new place. So he was a little wild. She's like, you're leaning to the inside. I was like, thanks for that oh my goodness i'm galloping five meter circles of course i'm freaking leaning <laughs> don't post this about the show notes i don't know if that person's going to listen to the show <laughs>
0: on but it's you know it's usually not the instructor it's usually just somebody at the barn that then starts chiming in right
2: oh uh, uh, yeah yeah you know what that's the problem is i've had my own farm for too long i forgot that people just do that yeah <laughs> You're right. It's, yeah, it's a boarding facility. That
0: yeah, like it's that. the other boarders that start typing in and offering because they and they have best intentions.
2: Oh, uh-huh. uh, totally.
0: Yeah, they have <laughs> best intentions, but they just yeah. don't know that all it's doing is distracting you.
2: Yeah. Everybody all has an from opinion. trying not to yeah. die. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yes. <laughs>
2: I forgot. You're right, Glenn. It was just a boarding facilities and it was the situation that we've all experienced at boarding facilities, which is like, we we always like to talk about Dr. Google. Well, this is Dr. Instructor.
0: Yep, (laughs) that's true. That's true. Oh my goodness. (laughs) So how you got, we haven't talked to you since, uh, your experience. You had a fun time over at Kentucky.
5: Yeah, we had a great time over in Kentucky. Definitely had a little bit of a Kentucky hangover though. It took a little, I was very slow by the time I got home to get back up to speed with everything. Yeah. But, um,
0: took us a while. What about too. you
5: guys? Yeah. It you took us a while. You dinner. had your
0: dinner. How did that go? You, you guys had a dinner for heels down.
5: We did. Um, it was awesome. I, I am just always amazed and so surprised at how many people listen to the show and <laughs> wanted to meet us and hang out with us. And, uh, it went really well. It was really cool. I took a lot of selfies with people. <laughs> well, that's really great. It fun.
0: And it, that takes gets some getting used to, by the way. We're 10 what, ten or 11 years in, and we're still not used to the people coming up to us and recognizing our voices.
2: No, it's right. weird. They go, I listen to your show. I'm like, really? Why? <laughs> <laughs> Justine, I got to say, I, I listen to Heels Down, and you guys are always talking about the Eco Gold saddle pads. Uh-huh. Uh, so I went by the Eco Gold booth and Patricia was there and I was talking to her. Of course, Patricia's like the big boss over there at Eco Gold and Heels Down. And she's awesome. And she totally sold me on this one particular pad. It's it's a kind of uh shaped like a jump, like a monoflap saddle pad, but it's got the inserts and the fleece on the bottom. Um so did it change I, your life? He, yeah, yes. Yes. Right? Right. I'm yeah. like What the hell? Why did I not know about this before? I don't. I you know I heard Kyle Carter when you guys were doing the course walk and and he was kind of talking to warm up and he was talking about the Eco Gold saddle. He's like, I'm not sponsored by Eco Gold, but they're just the saddle pad that you need. So that's when I went and visited the booth and bought the pad. Holy crap! I'm never using another saddle pad again. It is
5: amazing, right? I was the same way. I went, because I'm a hunter rider mostly. So it was like, oh, I don't need a pad like that. But then I bought, I got their hunter pad and it has changed my life. It's the nicest hunter pad ever.
2: I don't understand what black magic is associated with the Eco Gold. I'm trying to find, (laughs) I got the, I think it was the secure cross country saddle pad and Uh or maybe they—I I don't know—is really uh... well.
0: Now, according to Patricia, when she sent me a note, she said Jamie came in with a bunch of friends and clean out the Eco Gold booth. We did.
2: <laughs> <laughs> did she really say that? Yeah, They were packing, and they were—they were like trying to cram all these saddle pads into the bat into the box, and they couldn't fit them all. And I was like, "What do you have sitting out?" <laughs> Cause I went over there like to get a pad and then they had this one and I went and got, Oh my God, why did I not know about these before? It was awesome. I, I cannot, uh, all the shenanigans yesterday was the first time I used it. All the shenanigans of baby Groot running circles and up and down and sideways and left and right. And my saddle did not move. It did not move.
5: Yeah, it's science. They are serious about that. Like, my saddle doesn't move at all. And the hunter pad doesn't have a loop for the, you know, like where you slide your girth into to kind of help keep it stable. It doesn't have that. And my saddle will not move all day. Out of and show.
2: it was, um, it made my saddle fit better because uh, my little... Racehorse is really narrow, and the only jump saddle I have is a medium wide, and so it didn't fit him. And then this Eco Gold saddle, but I shimmed it where they're supposed to do it. Oh my god, everything fits perfect. I pulled the saddle pad off. There was no dry, no dry spots, no nothing. It was completely. Anyway, I know this this is is not a a paid commercial. (laughs) It's not a commercial. Sorry, I know. I'm just, but I just wanted. I had to talk to somebody about it. Oh totally. I'm glad you're a believer.
5: You're part of the the part of the group now.
0: You can get a fanny pack now you're qualified
2: i really <laughs> really have heard about the heels down fanny packs and i thought that's ridiculous but then somebody pointed out it's small it doesn't get in the way it doesn't bounce around when you're riding you can carry your cell phone and i'm like yes they're um, amazing
5: I... and we just got lucky with that design you know we were looking for something that we thought people would actually use if we were going to bring but it was Kentucky. kind of a joke
0: wasn't it to start with
5: how did that whole that yeah how did the fanny start? pack thing start it was totally a joke. So I, uh, I, it was during Rose and Thorn, which is a game we play during every episode on the podcast. And, uh, wow. I had, I had gone to a hunter pace and I was just, I always leave my phone in the car when I'm at a hunter pace. I don't have anything to hold my stuff. Right. And it's a couple mile ride. You're I'm usually out there for at least an hour, maybe two, and it, it drove my husband nuts because he just didn't know where I was, and God forbid I fell off or something. I had no way of getting in touch with people, so it used to make him nervous. So we were in Tallahassee um, visiting up there for some reason, and I just happened to come across this really gaudy but totally wonderful, like, 80s jazzer size fanny pack <laughs> in a thrift store. Like it's all neon colors like the 80s. And um it's actually for like someone who's like a cyclist, like really into road biking, uh, because it has a spot where you can keep a water bottle, but then otherwise it's pretty thin because if you're on a bike and bent over, it can't be too bulky. So I bought it. It was like seven dollars. And I used it on my next hunter pace and it was amazing. I had a water bottle, I had some treats for my horse, I had my phone, I had my truck keys. Uh, it was really great. So I talked about it on the podcast and Jess Payne, who's a co-host of mine and a pro level eventer, was horrified. She was just horrified. <laughs> I can that see I her had being
1: horrified.
5: <laughs> <laughs> she was like, oh, my God, I can't believe you bought this. And so it became this really big joke because she was just mortified by my fanny pack. So I kept taking pictures of it and posting it in the Facebook group. And then Doug, her husband, Doug Payne, got got on it, too. And he was giving me a hard time about the fanny pack. So it became this, like, contentious thing between us and listeners from the show that are friends with Justin. and Doug were buying them fanny packs as <laughs> jokes. <laughs> um, so it, it just kind of grew from there, uh, which is why we decided to make some for our listeners. And now people are actually using them, which is awesome.
0: Look, you're going to be solely that. responsible for bringing back the fanny pack. Next, it'll be Bell Bottoms.
2: Right. <laughs> All I saw was that 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 on the heels down page um was somebody posted crocs with fanny packs on the back of them. Come on now. Yes, I know. Crocs and fanny packs, you might as well just go ahead and sterilize yourself. <laughs> That's where I draw the line. Right? <laughs> I, can't, I can't do crocs. <laughs> I mean, I love a good croc and I love a good fanny pack, but the two together. You're you're nope. never getting late again. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: that's too Sorry. funny. Thank you, Thank Justine. That, where Justine. can we? Patricia's going to be so proud of this segment today. Um, so, where <laughs> where can people find you guys?
5: So obviously, you can find our show on the Horse Radio Network. Uh, but if you want to read more from Heels Down Mag, you can go to heelsdownmag.com.
0: Thank you, Justine.
5: By
2: the way, I got the Calmatech Cross Country Saddle Pad. Oh, nice. Okay, that's a good one. Soothing relief for the sensitive horse. Yes.
0: Thank you. And for some reason, all of Jamie's horses are sensitive. I have to deal me. with her on a daily basis. That's so they're me. all very, very sensitive.
5: Uh, too funny. <laughs> Thanks, all right, Justine. Guys.
0: Have a good day. <laughs> so you're ordering your fanny pack today?
2: You know what? I, I Somebody actually said they would send me one because they had some extra heels down one. So I'm looking forward to getting that. Because, I mean, you can't, like, wear a big old giant fanny pack. But if you're riding, it's a nice little place. Did you ever get like, a horse not, holster? Never got a horse holster. You're, you, you've said for, like, six Christmases <laughs> in a row you're going to get again. one.
0: I think it's on my list of about 85 times, horse holster. Okay. Is your birthday it's, soon? Or?
2: It's May right now,
0: <laughs> just so you know. If I order it now, I'll probably have it for Christmas because we'll um, see my birthday is October
2: longer. so try for them
0: okay I'll <laughs> <laughs> I've will
2: i never bought one because I'm like Glenn's gonna get me one <laughs> I gotta get that and done he never give me one you've been telling me for years I know. but anyway I, you know you can't ride in your smooth strides all the time so and they have this cell phone pocket and then I, so I started trying to buy riding pants with the cell phone pocket but it just doesn't work and if I have that little like hip thing around my hips and it doesn't bounce around and it's not too bulky then I might really like it
0: Hey, and if any of you are going over, speaking of which, Smooth Stride is one of your sponsors on Retired Racehorse Radio, and yes. she's at the Western States Expo right now. Yes. If you all, if any of you listeners, are going to Western States Expo and you see her, be sure to thank her for her advertising because I know she's there. So yeah. she would yeah, appreciate go
2: that. Go buy some jeans. You'll, yep. you'll love it. You'll love them.
0: All right, that's it for today. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. We appreciate it. It's Jennifer and Mary Kitzmiller tomorrow on the training episode. And then in Friday Jamie's back. We uh, send your ads in, and we're going to be giving away prizes on Friday, too. So send them for really bad ads to jennifer at horseradionetwork.com. You're going to find them there. And, uh, Jemmy, uh, real quick, uh, you uh, have some services available, don't you?
3: I sure do. I have... What? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds... <laughs> I, do. Glenn, uh, not I, ju- at all. I I meant website <laughs> services and... website and podcast production services yes i do that as well i brought uh the horse radio network site back to life over the weekend and yes. i can do the same she for knows any what any she's your doing websites uh just go to flintstone media.com or just reach out to me i can accept emails at the hrn email address if it's the easiest for you jemmy, J-E-M-M-Y, at horseratednetwork.com.
0: And I know you're building one for uh, for Jamie, too, if she ever gets off her duff. Um, if it ever
2: stops raining and I can take <laughs> pretty pictures of my farm, yes, you will be building one. But apparently I need to go take pictures of the ring up the street and pretend that's mine. That's what <laughs> you
0: really should, actually. It's beautiful. Uh, now, one of the things, too, that will I... put
2: on the website I'm really close to this
3: place. <laughs> this
0: place, yes. And it's hold, not my place. to borrow
3: a really fancy wedding ring from somebody and hold it up too as like <laughs> and just say capturing both in one shot. There you go. There you go. <laughs> We're both satisfied.
0: And if you're a lover of New Orleans and all things New Orleans, then you should listen to our last episode of Finding Florida podcast, shouldn't you?
3: Yeah, I went and covered the Cajun Crawfish and Music Festival. It was uh happening in Palm Beach Gardens, which is about 20 minutes north of me. And was one of the best times of my life. and, uh, uh not not having anything to do with the fact that Glenn wasn't there. But it was a <laughs> lot of fun. Uh and so we dive into crawfish. There's a cooking demo um that I record. I record with my very drunk friends straight off a party bus. And uh, it's just a lot, a lot of fun. So it was it was probably one of my favorite episodes. Again, not having anything to do with the fact that Glenn wasn't there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and we we have to brag a little bit. We were we were so excited because Jemmy and I, in the Finding Florida podcast, have been featured in. Well, it's going to be two newspaper articles as of this Friday, and a TV show. So yep. uh, out of Tampa, well, we were TV
3: show sounds very yeah, well. T- <laughs> like TV not news on show? Or no, though. it's <laughs> not on Netflix.
0: But it was on news. a news show, on or what, news. NBC or which one was Fox? it? Fox 13 out of Tampa. Out of Tampa. We were in that.
2: ESPN Ocho. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we're very excited to get all the exposure. It's uh, it, it was nice of them to all do that. We appreciate that. Well, that's... Oh, and then, Jamie, I need to talk to you when Jemmy's not around, because Uh, apparently next adventure, starting next Thursday, we're doing an RV trip, and her seven-year-old's coming along. uh So it's going to be like three or four days in an RV with her and a seven-year-old, and I need advice on how to survive all so. that means
3: is it's me dealing with two seven-year-olds that's what it means <laughs> because that's how you how old you are mentally glenn <laughs> but jamie i do two? need that help
0: i need help i need advice later so maybe friday we'll talk about that you
2: know what lucas is only five so i can't you can't help yet. i can't connect with seven-year-olds <laughs> sorry
0: <laughs> above her pay grade it's yeah, Above her right. pay grade. her bye everybody see you tomorrow bye. hey neuter
2: girl, have a good one